Welcome back to the Wolf of Queen Street podcast series. Welcome back to the audio podcast or the video series you've joined me today. But before we get started, I just want to shout out the sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Job Search Queensland, the number one platform for online practice job interviews with the real industry professionals. If you suffer from news or struggle to effectively communicate your value, articulate your skills, experience or achievements, then Job Search Queensland is here to assist. This team is passionate about helping you to step up to the next step of your career ladder, empowering future leaders to excel during the interview process so you can land the next ideal job. And you can find them at jobsearchqld.com. And fundamentally, it's amazing to just talk about your sponsors when you can have the gentleman behind Job Search QLD on the show today, Dr. Dre, without the doctor. Yeah. Welcome to the show, mate. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Lance. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Like, pumped so, and i love the intro as well so awesome. oh, you love you love the intro you love you know <laughs> talking about your business and and so forth you know and it's funny the um yeah it totally resonates with me at the moment uh, that's why anything i do with my brain anything i do when i speak out there whether it's sponsorship or uh anyone that wants to come and help me it has to be something i feel important about it has to be something yeah. that um, i support and at the moment in the time we are um where the wherever you are in the world pre, post, middle, end, getting to the end of COVID, a job, job employ, employment, loss of employment, um, your career paths or all our career paths are slightly askew to 12 months ago. And, you know, your company about taking that into consideration, your company about looking at people and their skills and trying to give them enough knowledge and skills to take that next step, how to get the job interview, how to look good in the job interview, what to do when you're in there as well. Um, is really important to myself and I'm so happy about this business relationship and this deal that we've done yeah. recently with yourself. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, so I guess at the moment, absolutely like crazy times and there's like, there's so many people that have been affected by what's going on in the world. And I think one of the most important things is that it was, it was kind of like a, a level playing field, but like yeah. now you kind of, you need to differentiate your, differentiate yourself and be proactive and you know step outside your, your comfort zone so mm -hmm. there's probably what three four hundred people going for for one job yep. and actually so your episode today so what's your episode today with jolene swarford yes. did i say that correct yeah yes. so i absolutely love the episode and something that she mentioned about personal branding mm -hmm which I really resonated with because that's what the, with the, the coaching industry, yep. that's something that people should be adopting if they're looking for um, like yesterday, like a, a new job or a new like position. So personal branding, trying to step outside being someone that is completely different to everybody else. Mm -hmm. So with your, I guess what's, what's in your portfolio or your sales kit. So you need your resume, your CV, your thank you letter, your cover letter, your strategic networking document, and then social media, yep. which there's a lot of people that are afraid to kind of step up and put themselves out there. But once you step outside your comfort zone, that's where the, the opportunity and the reward, rewards come. So ways that you can make yourself or that you can add value mm -hmm. to I guess to, to the industry, to, to other people is by writing like articles is by doing like videos, mm -hmm. even Facebook lives. Cause I know that she mentioned that and yeah. there's lots of people that are scared to do that, 
but for you to be heard, you need to be seen before you can be heard. So, um, yeah, that's that's something that she that yeah that, every, that people need to do if they want to be want to be different. No, I totally agree with that. You know, uh, if you want to stand out in the job market, um, as Dre is talking about at the moment, you've got to consider that it is a flooded space at the moment. Uh, the job market or the career path, whatever you want to follow, just because of the time in the wind. So you've got to be unique and different. Um, there's a thousand people. There's a thousand people that are going for one job. For let's use that example, but fundamentally, there's only one of you, right? There's only ever going to be one of me. There's only ever going to be one of Dre, and you know, I would never want the world to have more than one of me because I'm quite a pain <laughs> most times, right? So, <laughs> so that's why you you've got to understand that that your oneness makes it your uniqueness, and people need to realize that about themselves to stand out in the job market. So by going out there and on your social media, which it's, whether it's on your LinkedIn platform, which on your Facebook, your Instagram, whatever platform you can go out there and just start communicating and start talking and start putting out a message is over over a period of time going to help your brand awareness for potential companies to look to hire. I and Dre will be able to back me up. You will not believe how many companies, no matter how small or big they are, no matter which country they are in the world, when they get an application and that application comes through and you go to the second round or whatever round it is, how many of those companies will search you in Google, will yes. search you on Facebook, they will yes. search you on LinkedIn and Instagram. Everywhere. Almost every single example of that will happen. I can tell you I'm a contractor by, by day and every new contract I have, as soon as I'm back in the, in the job market looking, I see people are searching me across the LinkedIn platform. And that's where that little indifference of yourself and uniqueness of yourself will put yourself ahead of the other 50 people that are looking at at the moment. Yeah, What's your thoughts, Dre? Yeah, that's one. So you need to, you need to commu effectively communicate your value mm -hmm. to, to everybody and be able to articulate your skills, your experience, like your knowledge and your achievements. And what you're saying about doing the, that people are going to be looking at you. Mm -hmm. So like with say like Facebook, you should, I guess, change your private privacy settings. So if you don't want people to see, you know, if you're out one night and you're on like on the, <laughs> on, <laughs> on the, the yeah, yeah. Um, so you need to do that. But also on the, on the flip side of that, what is great is that people can actually, so say if you can research the interviewer, mm -hmm. so you can have a look at their LinkedIn profile. Yep. You can have a look at their Facebook, their Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but you can have a look at their mm -hmm. Twitter, their Instagram, all of that sort of things. And what I love about LinkedIn is that if you know the name of the interviewer, straight away, you can have a look at their LinkedIn profile see their work history mm -hmm. and then you might have someone that they know or you might have some mutual connections which you can go and speak to and get a bit of background information on them so when you do actually have an interview mm -hmm. it's just an easy like introduction and a great way to build a rapport and a relationship it's great you mentioned that it's something i was going to bring up at a later stage you know and um, i'll hold that off for now but before I get to that point is yeah. I wanted to get into something before we get into the interview room um, that some, sometimes a lot of people that's looking for jobs out there. And when we're talking about the word CV or we're talking about the word resume, yeah. as in our discussion, we're talking about the same thing fundamentally. A piece yes. of paper or a digital print of what your experience is just so that depending on where you're listening or watching the show, you don't get confused. One thing you know you see out there, and I'm guessing Dre um, can talk to us about, is getting your CV and your resume correct. And also fundamentally, not just correct, but knowing what is actually on it. Because 
when yes. someone asks you a question going, oh, your last job, you worked at Coca-Cola, for example. Oh, what did you do then? You go, did I, did I work at Coca-Cola? No, it's not going to go down well. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so say like with your CV, like your resume, um, you should have like a, a personal profile at the top that should be able to kind of grab the reader's attention. And then it needs to be set in a chronological like order. So you start with your work experience, making sure that you have your, your key responsibilities. But when you, you need to put, I guess, like, a, say, say for instance, for example, you're a, a sales guy. Mm-hmm. So you need to put your sales figures on there and they need to be expressed either in a monetary value or as percentages. So most people are sort of visual, visual. And then when recruiters or hiring managers are looking at your resume, they spend anywhere between six to eight seconds and they're just looking for keywords and for kind of facts and figures and achievements and things that just kind of just grab their attention. So that's something that you really need to do as well. However, your, your resume needs to be, it needs to be about you. It's a sales document, but people need to get a feel for you and what value that you can add and what you can bring to the company. So two reasons why, you know, why companies hire. So it'll either be to solve an issue, problem or a challenge or to help with the, the growth of the company. So you've got to think, okay, either what problem am I solving or how can I help the, the company grow? Oh, I totally love that. You know, to anyone out there at the moment, and it's, it's trying to make a sense of how, how do I put it down on paper? How do I make it resonate in the right way? Take it back a step is if you're a young enough person and you run an, you're running an Instagram, you're running a LinkedIn, or let's say not a LinkedIn, but you're doing Instagram or YouTube, and you're producing content that is working, why is that content working? Because you're giving someone on the other side something that they want to see and then they engage in. When you're going into a job interview from a CV or resume point of view, it's exactly the same thing. They've got an expectation, the company, what they want to see. And if you understand that and you can communicate that in the right ma- method by doing it on your CV in the right way and the skills that Dre or, you know, Dre's company provides, you just have it one step up. You know, and that's why in, in our social world we're living today, we see people that do the exact same thing, but just with a subtle change and fundamentally it's more successful than something else. With one simple change of adding a single word, a percentage, a financial number on the, you know, in the first paragraph of their CV, this person gets picked more often than this person. That's right. So you've just actually reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. So there's something called ATS. So yep. for your your listeners or your viewers, mm-hmm. if they haven't heard of an ATS, grab a pen and a piece of paper right now. And I want you to jot this down. So ATS stands for Applicant Tracking Software. So what recruiters and hiring managers do. So say, for instance, you've applied for a position through, say, if it's Seek, Jura, LinkedIn or another job board, then it's kind of like a traffic flight system. So your resume will go in and then, okay, we'll use this for example, say for instance, we're a company, we're looking for someone that is a business development manager Mm -hmm. and also maybe they've got some myob experience. So we're looking for those two keywords. So if we, if, if a person applies and they hit those two words, then yes, they're going to go into the, the green light. Mm-hmm. If they hit one of those words, then they'll go into like amber or yellow. 
If I hit another one, then they'll go into red. So with the green, the recruiter will put that in the good pile and they'll look at that in a bit more depth a bit later on. If they go into amber, depending how many applicants that they've had at the, at the green light, then, so say for instance, they've had, you know, like maybe 20, they're not even going to bother looking at amber. Yep. If they've only had two or three, then, you know, they'll, they'll look at amber, but they won't even look at red because it hasn't hit any of those, those key points. So what people should do is on the job description, read it thoroughly and under the, the key duties or responsibilities, have a look what those keywords are and make sure that you put them in your resume, sorry, in your resume. And if you have a cover letter, add them into your cover letter so you can get picked up. You'll be in the green pole and then you'll get a call from the hiring manager or an, an interview. And then you'll be able to go to the next stage of a face-to-face interview. I love that. You know, it's understanding, you know, the other side of how companies work and understanding the, the software they're using to filter through the 500 applications mm. or the thousand applications that's going through there, you know, and what Dre said at the moment is nothing that's wrong. It's just, you're looking at what the customer's looking for. If you have the skills, what they're having for, but they might be using five or 10 terms to be able to filter through that, be respectful to yourself and utilize those five or 10 keywords as we'd say with the search terms in your own resume and your cover page so that when it goes to the system, you get flagged as a possible and then you get into the next round. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just bring it around again. So what you said earlier on when I said, just uh, putting on hold on the point about researching someone on LinkedIn is once you've got your CV in place, you know, you've gone down first and second round and they give you the call and go, okay, we'd love to interview you. As you mentioned of, is obviously going on LinkedIn or going on a social platform or going on a website and going, okay, let's use the example, again, Coca-Cola, researching yeah. everything you can about that company. You know, researching everything about that company, the potential problems they might have, the marketing ideas that you could present if you're going into a marketing career, and then also research as most you can about the person you know that's going to interview you. That's right, it. Try. And so that obviously gives you that leg up um, and your thoughts on that. Yeah, so definitely well, first place you to start. So when you've got uh, an interview coming up, mm-hmm. so research the industry. So yep. look what's happening locally, also nationally, if they've got like an international footprint as well, look at that. Then, yeah, look at the, like, the company that you're going to be going into, the ways that you can do research. I guess everyone, like, I'm not sure if anyone uses Bing, but most of the time it's... it's <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's still going, being in your head. So, like, so have a look at like Google, mm-hmm. um, company websites, look at annual reports, any sort of projects or like charity events that they're involved with, mm-hmm. involved with, sorry, and just make sure that that lines up, that their mission, vision, and values line up to your core values as well. So, when you've looked at the industry, you've looked at the like the company. Then you look at the the interviewer. Mm-hmm. First place to start is what you mentioned. So have a look at LinkedIn, and then when you look at someone's LinkedIn profile, they almost straight away that they can see that you know mm-hmm. that you've looked at their profile. So if you're going for an interview, definitely do it as soon as you know the name of the interviewer. Do it a few days out before the interview, and also like the day before, just so you're at the front of mind for when you're actually in there. Um, have a look at like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then you kind of like, 
Mm, okay, maybe a stalker, <laughs> maybe a detective. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a, a thin line. Yeah. But um, so yeah, what I'd say is yeah, you're a bit of a stalker. Just trying to find out as much information as possible, and then when you're Say, for instance, you know, you've seen a picture of them, either on LinkedIn, like for a golf day or on like Facebook, and they're, like, they're playing, playing golf. That's a great conversation starter for when you walk into the room. So you can say, oh, like when I was doing my research, I noticed that you were playing golf. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you play? How often do you play? What's your handicap? And then if people are passionate, then they love to talk about, you know, things that they love because they'll just talk all day. Yeah. And if you get the other person talking more than you can, then you're in control of the the conversation and half the battle's won. That's great. You know, it's, it's definitely something, you know, I t- try and pay attention to myself. Uh, like I said, is my day job, I'm a contractor. And so obviously, you know, every six to 12 months, the same sort of thing happens. I've got to go back on the job first, look for a new contract and you try to do some research. And, you know, looking and researching into someone definitely does help out. And as well as, you know, not just in that sense, in life and in social media and the business world as well. I've done it for guests that I've had on the podcast myself, and I've gone back as far as researching an interview they did 10 years ago and about a comedy moment and a funny moment they had on the show. And I brought it up on the show and the, and the person was like, how do you know that? Yes. <laughs> how do you yeah, remember yeah. that? How do you know? And for yeah. like five minutes, we just spoke about that. So, and afterwards, they're like, they were super cool because, you know, you went that a little bit different than most people would go on the superficial layer going, oh, I can see you've done this and this, but they've actually done the research. And again, it's talking about that uniqueness where you need that uniqueness at the moment in, in the world. You need to have that a little bit different of not yeah. standing outside a guy's window looking at what he's having for dinner, but looking on social media and seeing how you can figure something out that when you speak to a guy or girl that's on the other side of the table that's likely potentially going to give you a job, you can resonate with them and build a relationship with them on a friendly basis because then they're going to remember you and likely give you that opportunity more. That's right. And it's that, um, like, you know, like, no, like, and trust. So it's yep. like a sales thing and it applies to, to like hiring people as well. So people need to know you, they need to like you and they need to tr- trust you. Mm-hmm. So they'll hire you based on emotion and then they'll validate what with logic as well. It's great. So it's very, very difficult to do in an interview when you've only got like an hour. Yep. So you just, you need to yeah, perform at your best as well, but be yourself as well. I uh, totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Now, one one last thing I wanted to take a look in, in, into the whole thing was, you know, we said how to stand up in the job market, how to get the resume correct, doing the research before you get in the room, you know, and then finally the whole overall sort of additional package of preparation, additional yeah. preparation or preparation for yourself, uh, which, whether it means just preparing, getting yourself calm, um, attire, what to wear, what to look like, your mannerisms and things like that. Can you give the listeners um, some insights into that? Yes, I think preparation is key. So I've got the, uh, I guess like my model called the three P's, which is Mm -hmm. preparation, practice and performance. Mm -hmm. So with preparation, so we've mentioned about doing all of your research and then you need to turn up on the day. So you only get one chance to make a good first impression and that is a long lasting impression. So I say, depending what industry that you go into, so say for instance, if you're, you've got a, an interview for construction, you mm-hmm. can't turn up, you know, in a suit and tie because <laughs> you're going to get laughed at and they're going to yeah. end up. Yeah. So I'd say just dress 20% of 
better than what the industry expects because then you will you will stand out so make sure that you know where you're going what time just simple little things as well Mm -hmm. but you also need to practice your interview answers as well so you can't rehearse them word for word because you're going to sound and look like a like a robot and like an idiot as well (laughs) but just have say three or four like key points and just practice those key points and then just expand on those Mm -hmm. but in your own words and let your personality shine through as well you know that's great i love that you know thinking about what are you going to say in certain situations how are you going to say it you know it's so important because just if you think on a day-to-day when if you're talking to someone and they're really weird about how they answer or they're really uh, you know how to say robot type style you know, and if, even if they're your friend, you go, hold on, that just doesn't feel right. Now, if the person sitting on the other side of the table is actually interviewing for a job and has that same feeling, they're just going to go, they're going to just take your resume like this and they're just going to throw it in the bin and go, oh, I can't be, can't be stuffed with that person, right? And then wait yeah. for the next one. So it's all those things you've got to think of to make the difference. Um, one of the biggest things that I always had a challenge with myself is I'm a big, large mammal. As I am, and I've got quite a loud, I've got quite a loud voice, and I get quite excitable when I'm really passionate about something. So yeah. I'll be in the interview, and people go talk about your passions, and I'll get really into it. So I'll go, I'll lean forward and get really <laughs> movement, and I move a lot of my arms. And afterwards, I would have people come to me and say, "Hey, you're really over, over empowering and opposing, and um, quite scary at moments in the interview room." So I had to uh, pull that back a little bit and realize that. You know, be passionate, but stay where you're at. Don't come too far forward. Keep control of my arms. Don't give my, don't let my voice go. You know, um, uh, levels higher because it sounds like I'm shouting. Um, because <laughs> South Africans, we do that a lot, uh, not quite naturally. <laughs> we we talk really fast, very loud. So it's always just keep it calm yeah. a lot more. And it's and it's that learning process. Um, I, I think for myself and anyone that that's coming through to your business and your industry as well is, it's not going to be right the first time. It's not going to be right yeah. the second time, but just learn each time. Yeah, so communication, so verbal and non-verbal. So what you need to do is mirror and match the other person. So if they're talking really quickly, yeah. then you, you speed, speed up, up and you talk slightly quicker. If they're slower, then you just slow your rate of speech down. With their body language, so say, for instance, you like put your arm up like that, <laughs> Then if I want to match you, then I'll simultaneously do that at at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, no, if I want to mirror you, then I'll simultaneously do that. But if I want to match you, then I'll leave like a a five-second delay. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, you're going to be thinking in the back of your mind, I don't know what it is about this guy, but there's something that's really familiar and there's something that that I like. And um, it sounds so simple because it's derived from like NLP. Mm-hmm. But it's so, 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 so powerful. So say, for instance, when you're, um, you know, with your mates, mm-hmm. you know, like say like tomorrow or something and like people that you get on really well with, like you're in sync yeah. and you've got the same sort of like hands, movements, body gestures and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and things like that. So it's, it's just extremely powerful. No, that's great. Uh, I love that, Trey. And it's totally, you know, anyone that's thinking about it, when you're out with people that you get on with and people that you understand, there's always a synchronicity about it. That's it, yeah. That's, yeah that's there, there's, there's the big word. I just think, yeah. I had to think about it for a split second. I was like, I was thinking to myself, I, I, am okay. I going to say the word or not? And then, <laughs> am I going to stuff it up? But anyway, um, in the sense of, you know, there's, 
if you go out to a pub and you're by yourself with one or two mates, there's always a moment where you hear a group of guys or girls just laugh in sync or something just happens, you know, and, and that's totally what resonates between themselves as well. And what you're explaining that in that moment, if you can build that link between yourself and the other person by uh, mirroring, mirroring and copying and so forth, it just does that strange sort of energy between yourselves. And it yeah. means that it, uh, it just feels more to it. Yeah, so building that rapport, building that relationship. So it's that know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And then you just need to close off that interview and then win your ideal job. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yes, totally, Dre. Um, before we end off the show today, is there anything last you want to leave our listeners with to think about for the marketplace or, you know, over the next couple of months of sort of key insights just to um, take with them? Yeah, so what I'd say is if you want to, differentiate yourself to you know to stand out from the crowd mm -hmm. is you need to put yourself out there so fb facebook lives yep. not a lot of people like doing them so it's very hard but there's only a small percentage of people that actually do that mm -hmm. and you'll gain traction if you do that so writing articles just being someone that is seen as a that can add value mm -hmm. so a collaborator a visionary an influencer um, so communication, especially now with what's going on. So you need to be able to, to communicate and show your worth and, you know, what you can add to like companies and to, to industries. So especially for young people, if you can master communication early, then once you start like working after a few years, your salary is going to be anywhere between say $30,000 up to about $50,000 more than from other people so yeah so that's the that's the key that's great and we can uh, we can and the listeners and the watchers find you so facebook so dre dre mclaughlin m-c-l-a-u-g-h-l-i-n uh job search queensland as well um yeah dot com so yeah lots of places as well that's great and one thing i just wanted to leave you guys with at the end is you know when dre was talking about but going, you know, Facebook Live, influencer, and so forth. So anyone that's listening going, but hold on, you know, I'm just looking for a basic job. I'm not what you'd call inverted commerce influencer. When we're talking about that, we're not talking about the social media influencer that's sitting on top of a Ferrari and goes, if you follow my five steps, you can get the car. <laughs> what we're talking about in that sense is being an influence to what you stand for and influence potential other people about what you're trying to communicate, inspire, and give. So that what when people look into you they can say hold on this person resonates with our brand our social brand and our company's strategy which we're trying to achieve people get hired and they'll have five instagram followers people get hired and they've got no following at all but they still produce the content and they still try to communicate out there because they're trying to inspire or change or alter other people and that's what resonates more with companies today than you going hey look it's my ferrari because you know what 99% of the times those Ferraris are leased or rented or you're sitting on some other guy's Ferrari and he's just out of a shot of photo with a baseball bat just about to hit you over there. <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, be where you are, be unique and follow that. Be yourself and just show the world to what you can do. And take in what Dre had said today. Take a look at what his company is offering, what they help you out with because in the time we are in the world today, there are more people unemployed right now than there were 12 months ago. There are likely going to be more people on top of that over the three to six months if things don't improve even more. So we need to take the most skills you can and understand the insights that's provided like the people from Dre to find yourself different in a place to give yourself that opportunity. So think about it, 
let that sink in. And at the end of the show, as I always say, is I don't go and push out and I don't ask any money for my brand, my show, whatever, what I, what I do. But what I do ask for, if something resonated with you today, if something stuck with you today and you think someone out might get a benefit from, it, benefit from it, send it to them. Tell them to come over. Tell them to come watch and listen and see what they can learn from what we're trying to do out there and inspire others. But at the end, stay powerful, stay beautiful, and stay safe. Until next time, see ya.